Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet podcast, the podcast bringing you all the latest in, hey, Brett Favre's still retired. (laughs) That's breaking news. You need a whole podcast for that? Yes. Yes, you do. You you have to uh, have regular updates about, uh, you know, is he retired? Is he not retired? He unretired for about 30 seconds and then went straight back to bed. You do realize, uh, well, I don't know this, but fun fact, the Associated Press actually does have a guy that just follows him around. Yeah. Are you to kidding? To update his retirement versus non-retirement status. ESPN had, had a guy doing that. Really? I shit you not. That that was a legitimate thing that happened. Really? Yes, really. Uh, anyway, let's let's stop ever. talking about fucking Brett Favre. Anyway, I, I, <laughs> we yeah. were not talking about fucking him. Is he still relevant? Mm. Hasn't ever- been for about ten years, if you ask me. But <laughs> well, it never was relevant to me. But anyway, um, you know, we don't really have any sort of theme for this episode, which yeah, we're, we're kind of going back to our roots because there is not a goddamn thing going on. I mean, there was GamesCon where they dropped the price of the PS3, but come on. That's fairly minor. <laughs> it was coming anyway. We were unimpressed with everything. Then there's the... Show us what HP. you have to offer us, universe. We are not Well, there's impressed. the HP touchpad news. So yes. Yeah. To some. HP said, eh, Okay, we're, we're kind this of thing, it's not working out. After they went to the trouble of buying Palm just for WebOS. Yeah, kind of weird. And not really, I mean... By six not, months to accommodate it. It's not that surprising, considering you're basically fighting against phone OSs like Android and iOS on one side, and then... Uh, PC OSs that are targeting tablets like um, um, Windows 8 is going to do. And so you're fighting, you know, like you're introducing just a tablet and netbook-based OS. You've got a hard road down. But the thing is, they the thing is, when they bought Palm, it was already there, and they were ready to go with the touchpad with Windows 7. They were going to have it running Windows 7 Basic, and then out of the blue, they just they saw Palm was struggling and up for sale, and they said, "We're going to buy it." Yeah, and, <laughs> and oh fuck! They said, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I just saw something in chat and got distracted." Your but audio was off. And that's uh, <laughs> that's a selling point right there. <laughs> oh, how's it off? Well, it, it's you better really now, quiet. but you got really soft there. Okay. Levelators um, should take care of that. That may have just been me, but anyway, the... Uh, so do certain drugs. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, they they had it ready to go with Windows 7 and were very close to actually having the production started and ready to go. And they bought Palm and took six months, or it was like six months or a year, to retool the touchpad and, and get WebOS running on it and all that other stuff. And it's like they should have known at the time that they were, would have been better off with windows seven, not as good, not as well off as they would have been with Android, for example, but you know, they, they would have been at least a little more competitive because then they'd have at least access to the standard windows software library. Yeah. And and they could, the big problem with web OS is the apps. 
Yeah. yeah. But that's going to be true of any any system that isn't right now. What is it, iOS or or uh, Android? Android? Yeah. Android. But the thing Blackberry is, Blackberry to a lesser extent, but still. Well, Blackberry can suck. Is, They're going under. I yeah. I would bet though that with them selling them off so quickly, and it's right before it's right when school is starting. I'm betting they're going to end up in the hands of students. I'm betting there's going to be a small explosion of software. There was, it, it was kind of the same thing that happened. I think I'm trying to remember if it was the Spectrum Z, ZX. I think it was, or might have been. I'm, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Back in the early '80s, computer that they stopped production on and and sold it off on clearance, and then all these young kids got their hands on it because it was dirt cheap and there was this explosion of software and stuff for it Yeah, because there were so many suddenly flooding the market. And I think the same thing's probably going to happen for the, for the touchpad web OS because there's so many people that are going to have this because this is a hardware wise. It's a very good little, uh, little tablet. And I've heard people talking on Twitter about the possibility of being able to put like Android gingerbread or something oh, on it. Somebody's so. somebody's Android will run on anything. Yeah, and I think I want to say anything. Run on OS is Linux based. Or I, I read some you know some comments on Slashdot saying that. So someone will suddenly yeah. becomes cheap tablet hardware that you can wipe. Well, and I'm going to check else on. I'm going to ch- keep checking Best Buy. HP's sold out, but rumor has it HP, that Best Buy is um, hanging on to a big stock of them. Roughly 25,000 of them. Really? really? Or no. Yeah. No. No, I'm sorry. It was 270,000 is what they bought. 25,000 is what they sold. Sorry. Yeah. So it, over 200,000. The, the big thing was the price wasn't bad. It was just the lack of apps did kind of. But even for its original price, for the hardware, in a hardware sense, it was fairly well-priced. It was kind of right in that zone where you'd expect it because it's got a pretty good Snapdragon processor that's, you know, and, and the video supposedly is on par with the iPad 2. So, yeah. you know. So when the but, price dropped, the uh, the whole issue with apps just kind of went out the window and people were like, because people were like, well, fuck, it's $99 for even if all it does is play video and browse the internet, that's better it, than nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people. Web has a good web browser. I've seen a lot of people saying on Twitter that it's you know sold out in stores around here. There is a page on the HP website. Um, Tell you that, when it get back. Yeah, inside. where you can have them notify you when HP gets more in, and it was specifically because of this, you know, the price drop. Uh, short of them, short of them getting a lot back as far as, um, for example, replacing under warranty. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why my sense. Short of refurbs, they're not going to have any more. Well, HP is hmm. going to continue. HP probably not, has a stock left. For, HP probably has a stock left. If if I remember the way these things work, they keep a back stock just for replacing ones under warranty. They have to continue to service these things through the end of the warranty period. So they probably have a back stock sitting around for replacing them, probably refurbs hmm. and, and factory reworks of, you know, of ones that didn't make it out the door because of quality issues, you know, but that's usually the way it works, but sort of them getting in, you know, in returns and fixing them up 
They're mm-hmm. not going to get any in. HP won't. Yeah. I wonder... Let me check and see. I'm a little bit curious as to... Uh, what I found really interesting was this weekend... So they announced the news sometime during this last week. When was it? It was... No, it was like yesterday. The okay. news articles are all dated the 20th. No... Wait, what's today? Twenty first? Yep, the twenty first. Well, no, I read. Okay, I know, but I read it on CNET and somewhere else on at least Friday, because I didn't yeah. see it. Because I actually checked it out first at work. Um, what was interesting is yesterday. I don't know about today, but yesterday they were still running commercials for them. <laughs> like uh, that, I just thought that was great. Oh yeah, I remember that's, seeing that's really that. running radio that's ads really for the Hindenburg after it went down. <laughs> just, just for Come reference, right Hindenburg, it's great. Just for reference, on eBay, the touchpad is going for between two hundred and three hundred dollars. Yeah. So somebody's making the the lucky few who got their orders in from HP on time. Um, they're probably going to make them make a fair bit off of it, and I mean, even for that price, that's a pretty good, you know. For what it can do, that's two hundred dollars is not bad. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Because um, still, the next closest one is was what the Nook Color, and that's two fifty, I think. Yeah, and the Nook is not anywhere near as capable as this in terms of the hardware. And this is, I mean, it's a it's a good little machine. I mean, even. I don't know about, I think with WebOS, knowing Palm and their old focus, I'd say there's probably a good Office app for it, like a document editor. I'd say there's probably that out there for it. And I don't know as far as multimedia if there's like a, a an equivalent of like Act One video player for Android, mm-hmm. which is a really good video player app. I don't know if there's like an equivalent for that as far as playing back video. But, you know, as long as the web browser is decent and it can do some basic playback of video and, you know, some document editing and email, that's that's all people are really going to use it for. Most people with tablets, that's what they're going to use it for. And oh yeah, and uh, anybody know if there's a if there's a Kindle app for it? Probably there's a Kindle app for everything. Yeah, they're they've they've come out with Kindle on pretty much every platform. And Kindle don't waste time. There may be some sort of um, – if you're not specifically reading Kindle books, I don't well, know. I'm, I'm sure there's – There's like, like FB Reader on Android. And I, I'm sure I'm there's, sure there's – I'm sure there's Aldeco or one of these other – one of these other um, Invert. e-reader, e-reader type things on, on it. But yeah, it was uh, – that's one of the ones I was looking at when it first came out. I, I still have Aren't trouble. You glad you didn't buy it. Yeah, I looked at it and I was originally very interested when it was back when it was a Win Seven machine. Yeah, and then when they switched to WebOS, I was like, well, for the money, an Android tablet is going to have better selection of software. But with this, the price drop, it's like there's no reason if you were paying attention when. You know, when it did hit and they went on sale, there was no reason not to get one. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. Right now, I eventually I'm going to start looking at either a tablet or a new netbook because this one is just... 
running so slow, but eh, I don't know which one I'll have to get. You know? Uh, yeah. I'll go ahead. Uh, Charlie, I know you've been in the market for a tablet. Maybe you can explain this to me. Okay. It, since the inception of the tablet, it's kind of pissed me off because I don't know what the fuck to do with it um, because it's not as powerful as a laptop, mm-hmm. and it seems like for most of the things that you can use it for, you can use a uh, a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't, yeah, I just don't see the appeal of of using a tablet. I mean, outside well, of maybe a very small number of uh, I, specific well, uses. For a lot of people, it, I think it depends a lot on. It, yeah, it depends on 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 where you're coming from, what your usage is. Yeah. I mean, and for me, a smartphone is not an option because I'm not going to pay a data data plan. I, I just I just won't. I'll get and a. You wi- don't need the mobile data necessarily. I don't. Wi-Fi I mean, may do what you need it to do. And besides the fact that you know, ninety percent of the time, I'm within ten feet of a computer with an internet connection. So yeah. Wi-Fi is fine with me. So so it's I don't I don't need a smartphone. So I'm not I'm. I don't know. I'm coming at it from more the netbook. It's a larger screen. I'm looking not for a smartphone that can do more. I'm looking for a netbook that is more portable and I can use it like a pad. You know, I mean, like I can. I don't have to turn it on. You know, I, I can just let it. I can. I can. You know what I mean? Easier access and slightly more portable is, is basically where I'm coming from. Well, okay. that's basically it, and a lot of it is. The kinds of things that people would use, for example, a netbook for, um, things like simple web browsing and, you know, reading documents and email and that kind of thing. And for that, the touchscreen interface is much better than a trackpad. And right now there aren't really any netbooks out there, at least not any popular and affordable models with a touchscreen. And... Uh, and and it really is a very convenient platform. It's a nice little middle ground. That that's mainly its appeal. It, and they are expensive relative to the the power and what they can do. They're fairly expensive compared to like you know netbooks are like three or four hundred dollars. And in absolute terms, it's a much more powerful machine and runs a regular desktop OS. So you know you can run any anything that there's Windows you know software for. Um, but the tablet is, in a lot of ways, it's a much more convenient and intuitive interface. It's much quicker to, for example, you don't have to wait for it to boot up when you just want to check your email. You just hit it and it's, and it's on. Exactly. And and a lot of, in a lot of cases, um, places like, um, Square Up and Intuit also make, because when I originally started looking at tablets, it was at the idea that I might need to do business on one, and oh, yeah. looking yeah, at and like places like Square Up and, and very well for it. Yeah, and uh, places and Square Up and Intuit, you know, you can actually get these small um, credit debit card readers that you can plug into, say, the iPad, right, and use it to take orders. Um, so that was my original. That was the original reason I was even looking at one. Uh, that original plan fell through, but I kind of still want one, like you say, you know, for the ease, ease of checking email, uh, some web browsing. And they do make really good they – re- they really do well at um, – they really do well at video playback at, you know, as a personal 
video screen. I watch a lot of video on my Droid, and that's it. Really does nicely. It's for the the screen is really nice for the size, but something a little larger does much better. Um, as an e-reader, they're really good. They're not quite as good as the dedicated Kindle devices because those use e-ink and, you know, the, the sunlight doesn't screw with them as much. But they're good at that, and they're good for web browsing. It, it takes a little getting used to, but they're good for that kind of thing. But that mm-hmm. that's more or less it. Yeah. That's what they excel at, and they're... Like I said, they're in the middle. They're in the middle ground, and the, they they are in between a netbook and a smartphone. And for a while, I've I've kind of held off even looking at tablets because my netbook and my and my Droid do basically everything I need as far as mobile computer things. Mm-hmm. Um, but my netbook's this old HP piece of trash that <laughs> you know it it's slower than the hills. And I've been thinking about it more and more. I'm like. You know, if I had a tablet and a Bluetooth keyboard, it could do anything that the netbook can and just as well. The, yep. the big thing that gets me about tablets is getting a uh, physical keyboard. Yeah. I've, but the touch Most, keyboards have been pre- – the because I've tried out – I went to uh, Staples and tested out the Motorola Zoom. Uh, the touchpad wasn't working, so I didn't try that one. I tried the – oh, crap – I tried an Acer one and one other, and the keyboards were actually pretty, pretty nice. They they're surprisingly nice, but I mean, you couldn't do you couldn't type long things on them because they're, my they're fa- good for short stuff. And the the Android on screen keyboard is not bad. The more I I use it, I've kind of gotten away from the from using the Droid's physical, you know, little QWERTY tiny mm. keypad, but. It's kind of, that was the whole reason I got a Droid too, after having a BlackBerry. I, I wanted that keyboard. I got a Droid one in the first place is the keyboard, and the more I use it, the more I kind of go to on screen because mm. you select the word you want after typing two letters, you know. And that I, I'm not as fast. Of, one of my nephews has an iPhone, and he's like on the on screen keyboard on it. It's insane how fast. But I'm like. Okay, at his age, he grew up texting, so... Yeah. You know, I didn't. Nor I. And I don't really text message anyway. I do, I do some because Charlie's like the only person that I know that actually uses text messaging instead of email or instant messenger. Yep, because <laughs> I... Uh, like the rest of us! You think of things, and you need to uh, disseminate them. Yes. And I'm not about to call people because I don't like, like talking uh, humans. Like, like the uh, Pelly Segway sightings. And I'm sure work email, sending everything through work email is um, not the brightest. Quick road to getting fired. Did that actually cause you any trouble? No, no. But we will not talk of it. Okay. Uh, no one, no one's brought up anything. I just, I try to keep it to a minimum because they do have a very strict policy on that. But who doesn't? All right. Well. Uh, we Let's have bored see. John long enough, so we're moving yeah, on. Yeah, and Basil is, is coming Basil to my is, rescue. And, and is poking us, saying, what the fuck is this phone <laughs> Thank you. Thank we you, actually, Basil. We actually had a question. Do we want to address oh, yeah. it? Let's go we ahead. Did. Yeah. Uh, from chat or from email? From chat. From chat. Um, oh, good for chatters. I like you guys. Yeah, it was asked, uh, what games are we currently playing? Uh, so, guys, what, what games are you currently playing? Really? You don't want to know. 
It, go ahead. Tell me. Because it's the same damn because, – because. And this is, my, this is how I work. I find a game I like, and I will play it for years. It's, it, oh, it's I, for Dead it, 2, then. Exactly. Because I, I, was, I was playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas until, like, what, last year? Yeah. <laughs> I, I played it because I bought it in, like, 06. So I played it for, like, a good three, four years. Um, I would just I would just go out and kill hookers and get money and collect <laughs> grenades. That was oh, pretty wait, much that, it. Are, are I did that too, except for real life. Yes. Whatever. Um, actually, the most fun was try to get up to five stars where the army's after you and still manage to elude them on a motorcycle. That that was basically what I did. Um, you don't have to apologize for having an attention span. Yeah. I mean that that is a rare thing these days. But no, I it's it's an easy way. When I find a game that I can – basically what I look for in a game is something that I can just turn it on, play it for 20, 30 minutes without having to worry about progress or saving or any of that stuff necessarily. And then, yeah, just blow off steam and then go do other stuff, which is why I love uh, Left for Dead anyway. Besides the fact that it's my, it's my favorite first-person shooter just because of the cooperative aspect. Well, I guess but, I need to get – I guess I need to get that so that we can play then. It's yes, yes, it's great. Now that you I, have Xbox, that I, or you need to get like Burnout Revenge because that's the only game I have. Wow, I, I really don't do the race. No, I have I have a grand total of three games total. So. Unless the game begins with the word Mario and then contains somewhere to the middle end the word Cart, I'm probably not playing it if it's a racing game. Burnout really isn't a racing game. I it's mean, more it like has a racing shooter in it? with cars. That is a good point. First-person shooter with cars. Yeah, but I—I I mean, honest to God, though, I—I I don't play enough video games to really be part of this discussion too much. Well, what what games have you been playing, Chad? Well, let's see. The three I've actually since I Dylan sold us his old Xbox mainly to use as a as a media box. I've mainly been you know using it as a video player. Right. Got Tversity running on my computer, so I've got all my DVD rips. But I got—I haven't really gotten to actually play it much. I did get Fallout New Vegas and then I got the Crimson Skies uh, High Road to Revenge, that original Xbox game, and mm-hmm. I got Burnout Revenge, and that's about it as far as video games. How about you, Dylan? Uh, have you been playing anything that is not featured on GameArch.com? No, I've not been playing anything <laughs> but Xbox Live. Like product placement, product placement, product placement, Sunburn Engine, product placement. <sighs> No, we won't talk about the sun running. Um, yeah, you won't, because they're not paying Chainsaw Buffet shit. Nope. Damn straight. We got, we got our. They're paying us, but a license. Um, I I started Red Dead Redemption a while back, and I have not gotten back to it. And I need to, because uh, I had a lot of fun. It was it was another one of those games like Fallout or Oblivion that. You know, if if I can just stay on it, I will play I really for need to months. Actually start, I I really need to actually start on New Vegas. I I barely barely even got through the character creation. I'm I'm kind of like Charlie in that if I can sit down for like you know twenty thirty minutes and play and then pick it up later, that's a little you know. Yep, that's, that's about all I do. My style, and I'm like I don't know, you know. But as far as you know, that that's. That's about as far as it goes. 
All right. Well, Basil uh, said Red Dead is boring. Yes, he was. It's a different play style. the phone. It's a different play style. Make up your fucking. <laughs> I play. You know, I play role playing games, and I get into them for a while, and then I don't play anything. And that's what I do. All right. So I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out uh, 18 games you've been playing. Uh, mainly just Catherine lately, because we're in that summer drought. Um, so I've been playing Catherine. Uh, I've been gearing up for uh, Anime Week in Atlanta. Uh, I've been brushing up on my uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, because I'm, I'm wanting to do the tournament there this year. And um, in a couple of weeks, this guy of 4 comes out. I'm going to be excited about that. You're going to be. You're not excited now. You're waiting. You're biding your time. Yeah, I, I am biding my time. Then you will destroy us all. And uh, let's see. Yeah, that's that's pretty much been it because uh, I haven't played much else besides uh, Catherine. That's that's been, come out recently. Um, Doc asked if anyone has tried Bastion yet. I have not. I have mm. not. I've heard good things about it. I need. I, that's one I probably need to make a point of playing. Um, if it's not Left for Dead, I haven't played it. <laughs> Uh, easy answer to any question. Have you played this? Is it Left for Dead? Oh, no, then I haven't. The funny thing, now, John, you were talking about Catherine, and I've I've seen the demo for that. Um, the story looks neat, although it seems to be filled of with just horrible people. Um, <laughs> just like the real world. Well, no, uh, like, I, I remember, like, I watched someone play the demo, and then I came home, and, like, our roommates were watching... Uh, uh, True Blood, and I just I, I kind of got into this funk because it's like you didn't. Like I've been watching. Yourself, but what else were you gonna do? I, I would like to watch something that does not have horrible people in it. Uh, <laughs> that's but, uh, that's yeah. a pretty good assessment because uh, Vincent's friends are all douchebags. Vincent's kind of a douchebag. Uh, Catherine with a K is a bitch. Um, Catherine with a C is a succubus here to suck your soul. Um, Other, otherwise known as a bitch. Otherwise known as Laura Bailey, who in real life is not a bitch, but she plays one on TV. Um, True story. Choose between someone who's going to manipulate you in one way or manipulate you in another. That's that's pretty much... Uh, hey, but at least you get a choice. That's true. You get a false choice. Um, Can you eat your gun or something in that game? Because it sounds like you want to. <laughs> No, you cannot take a uh, slow toke off of Sweet Lady Shotgun. (laughs) Well, that's pretty much Dylan's life anyway. Oh, it makes him suicidal. So I'm not. uh, Doc was the one who uh, mentioned Bastion a moment ago, and it's kind of funny that Doc's actually in the chat with us because he said something on Twitter that got Dylan and I uh, starting a conversation. He said that... uh, Bones is the reverse Gonzo, and and for those of you who might not be familiar with the joke there, uh, Gonzo's reputation, by and large, uh, among the anime community is that basically they suck. You know that you know the shows look nice and start out strong, but somewhere you know along the way they fuck it up. Uh, and of course, my immediate reaction to that, because Bones has done some great shows, uh, you know they were the studio that was part of Sunrise uh, when they made. Cowboy Bebop and then broke off and started doing their own thing. Um, and they've done they've they've done some good shows, but the one show that immediately comes Wait to mind it. is Eureka Seven. And I'm like, you know, it's it's like yeah, if you took out the fact that they made one of the most thank you, Chad, for uh, the annoying sound effect. Um, 
if you if you ignore the fact that they made one of the most derivative and predictable shows of all time, uh, um, then really? yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're totally the reverse Gonzo. What's funny is it's. I think it's been a while since I've watched anything by Gonzo. But when you first said, I'm like, no, I, I kind of like. Like I watched Samurai Seven. It's been a while. I, I watched Last Exile. I'm like, no, they were okay. And then I realized, like, I had that had that same reaction to Samurai Seven. Probably why I don't remember so much of it is because it started out great, and then I can't remember what happened at the end. But it was just and bad then, stuff. Some somebody in the chat can correct me, but then Gonzo do uh, Trinity Blood because that show fucking sucked. Gonzo has done some truly terrible stuff. Uh, Chad, you love Last Exile. Defend it. Go. Oh, I I love Last Exile. I love Pumpkin Scissors. But on the other hand, Gonzo Gonzo also did the animation for Transformers Energon, which is the worst Transformers series ever. They also did Cybertron, which was more than less terrible. But you was the one with the fat kid that hung around all the time, because I fucking hated that. That was Armada, which was another studio. Okay. Fat, fat kids that don't belong near giant robots. Fat kids ought to know better, because fat kids can't run. And there's going to be running involved. Chad's saying, speak up! Yeah, you're playing Mumbly Peg. Oh. Am I? Yeah. Really? Let me turn up, let, let me find, let me turn up my, uh... Yeah, let's turn Chad up to 11. Let's crank that right the hell up. But honestly, I think it's a little unfair um, to go after Gonzo because if you really just break down uh, the the recent releases of just about any anime studio, they're all just fucking terrible. There we go. (laughs) Things were better back in our day. Well, I mean, no, no. What you're saying though is just the effects of of the Dylan was born an old man. I, I don't think it's a question. I don't. I don't think it's a, a question of saying, "Oh, things were better whenever." Um, I, I don't know. I, I really kind of think it's a. It's an effect of the economy on anime. But I mean, in Japan, not just here. So certain shows, certain styles are going to be promoted over others because all companies, regardless of whether they're making the anime or importing the anime, are going to go with what they, go with what they think is going to sell. They're going to go to the safe bets, and the safe bets are usually crap. Safe well, bets are ones. It's like everything else. I mean, people are people talk about how you know, oh, music back back when you know, whenever was so much better than it is now, and it's like, no, there was a lot of shit by back then that there was a lot of shit from any era. The stuff that we remember is the good stuff. So there's this kind of there's there's always a kind of bias there. Chad, I know he said to turn it up to eleven, but let's crank it down to about a seven. <laughs> I don't um, think he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a seven. He doesn't have it. <laughs> He's got one speed. Eleven. Wait. <laughs> That's not right. He that has better? blood. He's a warlock. <laughs> oh. No. You know, it's not fun. I don't even know if it's funny anymore, because now he's in on the joke. Um... No, he still doesn't realize that we're laughing at him, not with him. He may not, but he's still in on it enough that now I'm like, okay, you're no longer fun to make fun of. Um, stop being stop being aware of your surroundings. I think Mr. this is an insightful commentary on human nature. Like, it's only fun 
to make fun of someone if it's actually hurting them on some no, level. No, no, no. Now I disagree with that. If you're actually getting something out of it. It's uh, technically, if if you want, if you day to day, we have a no Charlie Sheen request in chat. Okay, I, I'm willing to acquiesce to that. Yeah, yeah. Day- I mean, we we've said all we can. But no, day to day, it is only for me. It is only fun to make fun of someone if they can hear me. I don't want to make fun of somebody behind their back. I want them to be fully aware of what I'm saying most of the or time. Or what you're going to do is – makes you sound like a monster. I mean, no. I know that's not the way you it, mean it, but no, – it, uh, it makes me truthful. Would you, would you, oh, you makes you sound like a monster? Back? I mean, like the kind of monster who keeps his organs in jars? They are not in jars. I, I – uh, All the time. Not, well, well, always in jars. Sometimes they require cleaning, but these I, uh, jars I, be of the canopic uh, variety. No, no, maybe no. Sometimes no, a little, maybe mason jars. No, not jars. No jars. What are you talking about? All right, you are living. Exactly. I'm human. I eat food. You've seen it. Case closed. That, no, we've seen it go into your body. That's what she said. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, enjoy that. Oh, I think we're contractually obligated to say that at least once. Yep, and we did, so we're good. All right, good, good. So, Charlie Sheen's done, Video games are done. Phones versus Gonzo is done. Pho- phones are done. Uh, did, did, job's done. Did, yeah, we didn't have anything else to say about bo- Bones versus Gonzo? Uh, not, um, not really, because it's not really much of a competition. I prefer well, Muppets to that guy on Fox. I don't know. Oh, oh. that fell flat. Yeah, different good. bones, different Gonzo. Oh. My Star Trek joke was better. Yes. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was just as bad. It was equally bad. Just terrible. Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basil wants Muppets. <laughs> what? Wait. Oh. Yeah, the, the, there was something about Muppets. I Basil think has the weirdest kinks. That's all I'm saying. Speaking what was it? The the Disney Expo. What? Uh, the Dis- like Disney has a fan convention. They've been doing the last few, uh, the last few years, and there was something about um with their. I'm trying to. There's um, a new Muppets to... movie, apparently. Yes, I did is. not know about yeah, this. But there were some new, some new projects because of there were some new projects from it was D23, I think. Wait, did any of you check out the link that I emailed you from NPR where you could actually listen to the entire Green album? No, I didn't Damn look at all. it. If anyone's listening, go to NPR. I it's starred uh, in my so uh, search for Muppets, and you will actually be able to listen to the entire album that is cover songs of original songs um, from The Muppet Show by more recent individuals or groups like OK Go, uh, My Morning Jacket, The Fray, and they're actually, I were listening to the whole thing and they, and they were actually all pretty good. That was, I don't know if that is tied to the, to the movie that they're working on at all or if that's just a totally separate project, but go check it out. It's worth your time. Not sure, but yes, the Green Album. Someone they did. Um, now, speaking of tangentially related to the Muppets, I got bored as fuck 
and uh, went on Hulu and watched the first episode of Alf. And I'm oh so- my god, Alf is a pedophile. I'm not even kind of shitting you about this. I didn't believe it. I thought it was just a... Uh, you thought that was just stretch. being colorful. Well, I thought it was a stretch. <laughs> like, haha, isn't it funny if we if we accuse uh, this, you know, uh, classic sitcom of, of something horrible, but no, I, I gotta give you this one. It's pretty bad. But it did have one of the most amusingly depressing endings of any show ever. This is not a question of good or bad. This is a question of touching inappropriate places. Yeah, it, it was one of those wow. things where Alf went to the kitchen to get a beer and the kid <laughs> walks out with a, with a beer too because the mom said, you know, no sodas before dinner. And, uh, you know, so kids got a beer and Alf's drinking his. And this is about uh, a joke. The the mom comes in, you know, takes the beer from the kid, and he's like, "Hey, be careful with that. That one's still full." You know, a little wink, wink. Oh, he hasn't he hasn't been drinking or anything. And then, you know, the mom's like, "Hey, you know, why don't you get the fuck out of my house and go home?" And you know, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I can't go the fuck home, you bitch. Uh, Melmac exploded. <laughs> this would be better. I want to see this. But, this but, is like the dark, gritty. In the eighties, this would be the abridged series. You could get it's all HBO. away with a lot more in the eighties. They were a very free time. But the 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 amazing thing about that scene was, you know, not only did he give the kid the beer, but like when he's talking to the mom, his hand is on that kid's ass, and the other hand Ugh. like rubbing his front, you know, right around the crotch area. Things I mean, were it's, different. It's not meant to. It's supposed to be like it's the type of thing you would do if you're standing next to someone talking about them. And you know, patted them on the shoulder. Except it's a muppet, and well, apparently yeah. the puppeteers oh, during puppet. that show did um, molest kids, eat well, babies. The female cast members, at least, they did see what they could do to get the female cast members to react while they were supposed to be saying lines with a straight face. Ah, that's probably probably um, suable. You know, anything, anything that happened there is probably quite suable. Yes, it is. Wow. I, I believe that is a uh, citation-needed uh, claim. I'll have to look for it. I mean, I it was – there were – There were things. They transpired. All kinds of rumors. No, there, there were all kinds of stories. But wow. at least it's not quite as bad as the ending of the show. You know, based on what we've said so far, maybe the ending, uh, maybe that's how it should have ended. Yeah, with Alf being taken <laughs> with, away by the authorities. To be dissected. I I can agree with what happened there. Uh, I can definitely agree with... Uh, if he's a sexual predator, maybe maybe that's for the best. Vivisection is for the best, yes. Yeah. There's no problem that can't be solved by, by vivisection. I defy anyone to prove differently. The uh, vivisection of the innocent. Whoa, now you're getting into some dark territory. How do you solve that problem? I mean, I'm sure it would happen. Oh, I thought you were I thought you were espousing that we should be doing that. No, I'm saying what do you do about it? It's uh, it's a self-referential question. If if your only solution is uh vivisection, then you're just going to uh your argument is going to fold in on itself. Yeah. You get a black hole that way? How does that work? I don't know. It's like a hall of mirrors. 
Anyway, um, and that killed the. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I want no. to be. A- no, yeah. I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and ignore that entire exchange and say, uh, "Happy 20th birthday, Super Nintendo! God bless you." Yes, I never actually owned one. You well, missed you, out. You can walk right the fuck out the door and leave this podcast. That's right. <laughs> Do your damn homework. Buy one. You can probably get one for like ten bucks. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure I can. Or I you can you can download the ROMs. You've probably played the ROMs. I've got a few, and I've, but I've honestly, as far as the emulators go, never really played much on them. Really, like, yeah. What have you played off off the Super Nintendo? Uh, a lot of Street Fighter Two. Yeah, that was like the main fighting game I played. I haven't really. That was uh, that was really about it. I mean, a little bit of the Mario World, but I mean, that wasn't. You know, I didn't own one, so. Um. Hmm. So uh, favorite SNES games? Yeah, that, that was the question. Um. The question oh. from the gallery. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I was about to say oh, it, it's yes. it's like you know, the short list is uh. Link to the Past, Chrono Trigger, and Street yes. Fighter 2. And I'm surprised that none of the Mega Man X games made your list there. Uh, you know, my favorite Mega Man X game is actually Mega Man X 4, because that was the one where you got to play the entire game in Zero for the first time. So, hmm. Someone mentioned Earthbound. I rented Earthbound. I wish I had Oh, that was, that was a good game. one. It was, that was a weird game. Super Metroid be- Oh, definitely will, uh, some love for Super Metroid. I forgot to mention that one. I will mm-hmm. argue, too, that Link to the Past is pretty much, like, the best Zelda game. Now, I, I didn't play... I played only a tiny bit of, like, the N64 Zelda games, but Link to the Past was, like, the pinnacle for me. Of course, I, I 100% agree. That of course, was Final one. Fantasy VI was the pinnacle for me, too, so you can oh, see where I stand in terms but, you know, of... Link, Link to the Past, I, I think, really set up Mostly, what every other link or every other Zelda game has followed. Yeah, um, kind of set the formula. Nathan and I had this interesting discussion um, the other night when uh, Jen was babysitting Katara. You know, I was saying, I, you know, it, it's probably heresy, but I am not terribly excited about uh, Skyward Sword. And I said the reason is is that. You know, they've kind of been recycling that uh, Ocarina of Time model for the last 10 years, and it's it's just – it doesn't hold any lasting appeal for me the way that the older games did for whatever reason. I don't know if that's my hang-up or not, but I, I don't know. Like, I can go back and play uh, the original Zelda and uh, Link to the Past and thoroughly enjoy them, and, and even uh, – what was it? Four Swords that came out on on GameCube. You know, they had a, a Link to the Past esque sort of overview for the the larger uh, Four Swords game, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed that. But these these newer ones, I just they they don't do it for me. I got into Twilight Princess, but I think I only got into it for the chicks. The no, the the myth. The dudes. It's, no, the the. I mean, like I I like the Zelda world and. Twilight Princess was a 
I, I kind of like the style. Now, I didn't like the whole Twilight World thing that got on my nerves. And I think that, for me, the key for Skyward Sword is gameplay and style. If they nail those, you know, it, it, but, but the difference is going to be almost intangible. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's going to take me trying it out and going, okay, yes. Yeah, I, uh, let's see, what other favorite games? Castlevania, obviously. Uh, no Castlevania fans? Not, not, it, it's what, again, it's like, you know, uh, Chad saying that he was surprised, you know, when the Mega Man X games for Super Nintendo didn't make the list. Uh, Symphony of the Night made every other Castlevania game at that point completely irrelevant. Oh, really? It, it's I don't think I ever played amazing. that one. It's it's truly an amazing game. It took that Metroid exploration style and and the Metroid uh, and the the uh, Castlevania gameplay and peanut butter and chocolate man. Hmm. Someone uh, just mentioned um, Super Mario RPG in chat, or Patrick just mentioned Super Mario RPG in chat, which was pretty good. I mean, I, I honestly, if I played it now, I probably wouldn't be as into it because it kind of takes all the Mario characters and um, just creates this whole bizarre world around them that doesn't really fit with any of the other games. But Because uh, that's know. never happened before? Well, yeah, but I, no, I, I was going to say, in, in, in like the SNES generation, I was really into Mario. Like, I got Mario All-Stars, I played through the Lost Levels, and I played back through all the, you know, the, the old Nintendo games. And I love the fact that they updated the graphics. Um, but, I don't know. No, no, Mario RPG is the one I was talking about. Sorry, I kind of skipped over the Super Castlevania Four comment. Yeah. You know, I just remembered uh, Gradius Three. That game kicked so much ass. Don't remember if I played that one or not. That was the first Gradius game where you could sort of customize your weaponry and uh, you know choose from different lasers and different option formations and things like that. And that was just a fun as hell game to play. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to think. I I don't know. I can't remember if I played any of those or not. I played a lot. It's well. I played a lot of regular Nintendo games and quite a few Super Nintendo. I mean, I was that's back when I rented games all the time, so I couldn't even tell you what all I played. Yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. Micro Machines, that was an awesome game. <laughs> you could race on a billiard table. Fuck you if you didn't like that. Well, what's funny is is the fact that I've rented so many games. Like, I never owned a Mega Man game for Super Nintendo. I never for Nintendo. I never owned a Castlevania game, um, but yet I'd played all these. So, so it, and, and like Earthbound too was a, another example. You know, I've got these memories of playing the game, but I never got to the end. So I kind of feel like I am uh, cheating by saying, uh, "Yeah, those games were awesome." Oh, um, well, I mean, if you. Actually played them, I guess. I'm a poser. Aww. Yeah, a little. Mental poser. I remember uh, getting uh, Super Bomberman and getting the multi-tap. That that game, you could waste a day and not even know what the fuck happened playing Super Bomberman. (laughs) 
I never. The, I mean, multi- you'd wake up, you you know, you grab a couple of people, and you'd start playing it, and all of a sudden it'd be eleven o'clock, and you'd be going to bed, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened? Where did I?" <laughs> just woke the fuck up. I'm not even tired. <laughs> Speaking of the multi-tap, I never actually played it three player. I don't think, but uh, Secret of Mana. Yes. Yes. That was a good one. That was a good one. Kind of the Zelda style gameplay. But... Did they not do a sequel to that one? There was a game called Secret of Evermore, and okay, no, I don't there know was, if that was connected. There was a game that looked and felt a lot like Secret of Mana that came out shortly thereafter. Oh, crap. Something about Illusion or Disaster, but I don't remember. They, All to, JRPGs are the same. There, I said it. To, to answer your question, technically, Whose Charlie, alarm is going off? Uh, probably mine. There, there were a number of sequels to uh, Secret of Mana, although I don't remember if there are any direct sequels that made it over here. I know there, are, there are a couple that were released in Japan. Um, yeah, but uh, there were some other ones uh, that came out on other systems later on, PlayStation and stuff like that, and uh, even a couple of Game Boy games. I think, um, hmm. like. It wasn't Dawn of Mana. I think that one was on PS2, but there was another one. But mm-hmm. the thing is, Legend of Mana, maybe, was, was the Game Boy one? Mm, anyway. That sounds familiar, but I don't know. I never like I never kept up with it after that. I remember looking at some of the sequels, like when I first got a PlayStation 2, like Mana, or a, a PlayStation 1, actually, I think it was. I was like, man, I want to play that because I really love Secret of Mana, but I never got into them. They, I don't think they imported a lot of them. No, they didn't. Uh, so, yeah, Super Nintendo. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Fuck that shit. I did not realize we were going to be talking about it. If if I had realized, I would have gone downstairs, dug through my box of Super Nintendo games, just so I could remember what I actually played. <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't even, you know, it, it never even dawned on me until I was, uh, in the grocery store last night and saw Nintendo Power. It's like, 20th anniversary of the Super Nintendo. I'm like, holy shit, that's right. I that makes old. me feel old. I yes. remember getting that Christmas morning, nineteen. Everything makes you feel old. You are old, Chad. Yes, I am. That old hag is annoying. That old hag is no use anymore. Yes. The, the thing I remember about the Super Nintendo, you, you said you got it on Christmas morning. I had to mow the yard to save up for it because I remember asking my parents for it for Christmas, and they're like, but you already have a Nintendo. Why do you need a Super Nintendo? Because it's super, well, that was back dumb before. bitch. That, that was back <laughs> No, this was mostly my dad, and I'm pissed off at you for uh... – <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk about my mom like that. used to the idea that consoles change generations every few years. You know, if they uh, – the current generation has lasted much longer, but the last few, it's been like, holy hell, they changed quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we – yeah, we weren't used to it at that time. And, and, of course, like, I guess part of it is the previous generation – is probably more used to you buy something and then you know you repair it. You don't just you know go it doesn't out just and buy become it. obsolete. Yeah, mm. and I think that's what I was dealing with. But uh, yeah, but I earned that thing. Dang it! <laughs> yeah, and and Basil and Chet brought up a good point. You know, Super Nintendo. Uh, because the the Sega Master System never really took off that well. That's kind of the first. I had a friend who had it, and I remember playing. Uh, he wasn't Rings your friend. Back. 
No, I, I remember playing uh, like Double Dragon on the Master System. And just to bring this podcast full circle, uh, I remember playing ALF. <laughs> what? Um, it was good. There was an ALF you game. You screwing with us. I am not. There was an ALF game on Master System. I don't know. It was hard as hell. But it was kind of this adventure game where you had to explore the house and find different items. You would kill bats by swinging a loaf of bread at them. Wow, that doesn't sound weird. No. And you powered up by getting the kids drunk. I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) Just like E.T. Anyway, um, the the question is, was it was it more or less shitty than the Atari E.T. game? (laughs) It was it was a real game, whereas E.T. was crap. Oh, E.T. was a real game. That that shit really (laughs) happened. Terrible game, but it was real. (sighs) That shit really happened. You can't deny, Dylan. We will not uh, stand for ET deniers. It happened. It I was played a-, a lot of ET. I will admit that on Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Wow, crazy! Um, Patrick mentioned the various iterations of uh, the Atari, which is kind of a valid point of talking about you know generational switches. But I, I would say it's probably not on the same level as. It, because it, the user base wasn't as big as, say, uh, it was for the uh, Nintendo. Because that sort of took that whole game's crash and, and took it in a new direction because the Nintendo could do a lot of things that we hadn't seen previously. And, of course, they had uh, Miyamoto at the height of his powers creating uh, some some really unique stuff uh, at that point in time. Um so, you know, like, the, the Super Nintendo was the first time where a large user base had to say, oh, shit, there's this new thing that we have to keep up with now. Although it wasn't nearly as bad as being a Genesis owner and having to uh, buy a Sega CD or thinking you had to buy one, when really you didn't, Wait, except for uh, Lunar and uh, Sonic CD. I, I don't know of anybody who actually felt like they had to because there wasn't that much for the Sega CD that... There, there was Snatcher, damn it. Well, Hideo Kojima, 13-year-old naked girls and dogs eating shit. I'm telling you, man. Wait, you were 13 years dead. old and there were naked girls in the game? There were, or, no. there were 13-year-old naked girls in the game because if so, uh, oh, the, answer the police is yes. would like to have a word. The answer is yes, because that game came out about the time I was 13, and uh, the girl was was technically 13 in the game they they did the whole hentai thing and said she was 18 you know, oh, <laughs> and the oh. original the original game had like oh, all yeah. the excessive blood and nudity edited out but you could this was a konami game because like i said it was hideo kojima you could actually put in the konami code i'm not making this shit up and get the unedited version yeah you got and this happened without a media meltdown no, it was before Mortal Kombat. Nobody I was going to say, yeah, that. no, like, it was before Hot Coffee when that sort of thing was, uh, you know, it, it was blown before, out of proportion. The, it was, the outrage was in other directions at the time. It, it was, it, you know, that and it was Snatcher on Sega CD. It was a game nobody had heard of, was released in very small quantities, and a it system was Sega that CD nobody had it, yeah. But did anybody, I mean, it could have been worse. I mean, the only one that, that failed worse as far as 
Sega goes worse than the Sega CD was the 32X. 32X was terrible. Even even I wouldn't touch that shit. It, mm-hmm. it it made no sense. It was like, why would you, you know? Then the Jaguar, the Atari Jaguar with its 800 button controller and absolutely <laughs> things that were any fucking good. It was 64 room. bit. That's 32 bits more than either the Genesis no, or the no, Super. No, it was two 32 bit processors. Or, it was not 64 bit. Well, for the time, the Jaguar was pretty good hardware. It did have a weird controller, and nobody wanted to jump on with an Atari and, and make games for it. It was kind of like the Lynx. It was really good hardware that just didn't have the games. Yeah, there's kind of – because I remember subscribing to GamePro about that time, and I only had the Super Nintendo at that point. But there did seem to be like this glut of gaming systems. You had the – Turbo the graphics, Philips CDI. You had the the Panasonic 3DO. 3DO. Uh, Chad brought up a great uh, addition to the discussion of failed systems. Uh, the Turbo Graphic 16 and its various expansions. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going the to CD Jaguar expansion that makes it look like a toilet. <laughs> I'm going to step this mm-hmm. up uh, a little bit and go with a system that had awesome games and everybody. Should have wanted one, but nobody could afford it. Uh, I know where this Neo is. Geo. Oh, oh yeah. The but, problem with the Neo wait, Geo was it was expensive, wasn't it? Expensive. It was. It, it was, was like six hundred dollars, but the games themselves were like two hundred dollars on top of that because you were literally buying. It was an, an arcade, arcade game. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't Neo Geo the one where you had to like the little memory card that you could play games? Um, yep, you could take them to the, arcade. the arcade. Yeah, 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 that was pretty crazy. I mean, it's insane. But the uh, speaking of Turbo Graphics sixteen, Dylan has vowed that the next convention we go to, he's going to dress up as Johnny Turbo. You keep lying about that. I'm not lying. You I, I never it. vowed that. You said you would. One, I said I might, and two, I think that included like, but you have to do something similarly. No, you just said you would. Of course, that was before you knew what Johnny Turbo was. The lies. The lies. I, I, I think, no, I think the other part of that, I think Dylan had agreed to do it if Chad had uh, done something else. I don't remember what it was. There is like this you jump, I jump, uh, you know, suicide pack going on there, but I don't remember all the details of it. I think it was a sexual quid pro quo, if I'm not uh, badly mistaken. There's nothing sexual about it. I think there was an Alabama black hole involved. Unless, unless Chad is just like, what does it for him is a dude cosplaying Johnny Turbo. Maybe it, maybe that's no, it. I'm, I'm just telling you, you agreed. You got to do it, man. <sighs> We're not having this discussion. Not on the podcast. No, no. You, the, the, the newlyweds can go fight somewhere else. You need to. Uh, you need to come to a freaking convention. Yeah, I do. There we go. All this, uh, all this stuff. All that I should a convention. Yeah, I. I uh, ah, sorry. <laughs> Why couldn't you been sorry for the other time? Because he meant to do it that time. <laughs> he could still be sorry, damn it. So do we have anything else I on the... Uh, wait for a gap in the conversation to play it, but... Super Nintendo? No, I... It, it, no, I think we're about to wrap things up here, unless you guys have anything that you want to bring up really quickly. Nope. Nope. <laughs> 
Although, incidentally, and I don't know if we'll do this, but uh, we talked about doing uh, – last night, John and I talked about maybe doing some Let's Play videos from, like, classic gaming. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm really hoping uh, – because I really liked how the Mortal Kombat videos came out, largely because it gave me the opportunity to uh, inappropriately replace Cs with Ks in ways that it shouldn't work. So uh, how how do you pronounce those words again? Uh, you mean like a bilinky? Bilinky? Bilink. Wow. I think helpful as always. Yes. Well, it's playing Super Nintendo games on cell phones. Uh, well, for one thing, the Muppets need to go out and buy the damn games and support the. Su- Wait, never mind. Super Nintendo uh, not being supported any longer. So download away. Um. I I think um, uh, I I think that the Muppets, yeah, they're they're a thing, and my wife's going to force me to go see that movie. Yep, yep, it's gonna happen. Lay back and enjoy it, because if you tense up, it's gonna hurt worse. That's actually right? the way you watch a movie. You should be laying back and enjoying it. If if you're not, then you're doing it wrong. Wow. <laughs> that is going to be the episode title, I think. Thanks, Basil. <laughs> Basil just, uh, just titled the episode, Muppets Playing Super Nintendo Games on Cell Phones. Hopefully by the time nice. I actually mix, Indeed. It, mix this episode, I remember that. Well, we, we just said it, so you know it'll be there for posterity. Yes. All right, well... Um, this has been just an, an outright disaster. This, is, this has been an episode. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. It's an yep. episode. This is something we did, and there's no way of getting around it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guys, uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, thanks for joining yes. us uh, in chat. Um, you know, both yep. of you, uh, all three of you. All three of uh, you. My chat still isn't working. Which one did you forget? Well, it wasn't. No, that's that's been my long-standing joke. Uh, where we're addressing the audience and saying, you know, I appreciate all three of listening. You, yeah. But you know, now now we've got three. So, dude, yeah. we have tripled our audience. Yep. But uh, we'll we'll be back at it again with something or another. I don't know. With we'll, maybe from a place live on location. I think I think next time I'm gonna get Jeffrey on here and we're gonna talk some football because that's that's just a treasure trove of comedy gold right there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. I didn't mean to sound wistful when I said that, but yeah, oh, football. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that takes me back to the, to the halcyon days. Anyway. So the halcyon days of you playing football in high school. The frozen tundra of Lambeau I Field. I didn't yep. go to high school. I never played football. None of us yeah, did. That's why we're podcasters. Um, yep. Yep. And while we're not nursing horrible hip displacement injuries. This is true. Or brain damage. Well. Oh, wait. Hey, yeah, good super uh, Okay. Okay. No, I'm, I'm calling this. Call it. Uh, <laughs> it. We're All done. Right. We're done. Thanks, guys. Laughter and we're done. (laughs) See you guys.